0: Good afternoon, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 54, and we are going to take a look at Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10 from the NIV version. So let's dive into this one. This is a good one. It says, My heart took delight in all my work, and this was the reward for all my labor. I love this. The first thing that got my attention was my heart took delight. I love that. And then and all my work. But first of all, let's let's look at my heart took delight. If ever your heart is sad and mopey or if you're just feeling discontent, you need to ask yourself why. And you need to take it up in prayer immediately. I have fallen victim to this in terms of not addressing sorrow quickly because it will fester, it will grow, and it's almost like mold in your refrigerator. If you don't inspect your refrigerator every now and then and throw out the bad stuff, even though you mean well by keeping your refrigerator on and cold, you still have moldy stuff growing in there, so you need to address that. Otherwise, it will contaminate the rest of your refrigerator even though your refrigerator is on and it's cold. You still have to maintain that pleasant environment, right? So when your heart is sick, your body can become sick. But when your heart is happy, your body heals itself and your body is healthy. I love this for that verse. My heart took delight in all my work. You know, I've had jobs in the past where I loved my work, but I hated where I worked. And then there were jobs I loved where I worked, but I didn't love the work that I did. I just didn't like the job. So, you know, the way that I have learned to adapt in work environments is first of all, prayer. Lord, help me to enjoy my work. Help me do a good job because I'm very much a worker. I work really hard. And so what I've learned is that whenever I'm not happy about something in my work, I'm not taking delight in it. And because I'm not taking delight in it, I'm, I'm not happy in my heart. So I need to address that. If ever my heart is not taking delight there's a problem because this verse tells us we should have delight in all my work not just the things i'm comfortable with or the things that i like to do or things that i love i should take delight in all my work even if it's difficult even if it's not something i really want to do i should do my best and i should take delight in all my work because you know I've been there where I did my best, but I hated what I was doing. I didn't like my job. I was miserable. That doesn't measure up to what God says we should do. It says, my heart took delight in all my work. So regardless of how much I'm making or not making, I should be taking delight in all my work. The other part that got my attention was, and this was the reward for all my labor. I love that reward for all my labor. You know, before I became stronger in my faith, it really bugged me when I didn't make good money. It really bugged me. And it would really irritate me when I would not get promoted or I would not get a raise because I knew I deserved it. Because I was a hard worker and every place I've worked, I've always wanted to get promoted. I've always wanted to make more money and I've always wanted to grow with the company. But, you know, what's interesting is that the harder I tried, the worse my life got. And so finally I just gave up. I was like, fine. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to overstrive. And so I gave that to God and I was like, Lord, lead me where you want me to go and help me do what I need to do in my life. And you know, what's interesting is that the Lord spoke to my heart. And he knew that I was upset because I got cheated out of a lot of money. I had an employer, I actually had two employers um that stole from my paycheck. Actually three. I just thought of a third one. <laughs> Wow, I it happens a lot, unfortunately, um, when you live in an at-will state like Oklahoma. Um, it's very unfortunate, but they're breaking the law at a federal and state level, but they still do it anyway and don't care. But anyway, um, the Lord spoke to my heart, and he knew I was I was angry at what happened to me and the thievery that took place. And the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, I saw your labor, I saw the good work that you did, And whatever they stole from you, I will repay you. I will repay you. So I've learned that just because someone does me wrong, that doesn't mean they get away with it. Because in the natural, it looked like they got away with it. It looked like these people were above the law because they they showed no respect for the law. You know who they remind me of? They remind me of that wicked, evil judge um, that Jesus talks about. In the Gospels where he didn't care to do what's right, but because this widow kept bugging him, saying, hey, I want justice, I want justice. Well, he didn't fear God and he didn't care to you know, enforce the law and to be moral. But the only reason why he gave this widow justice was because he was sick of hearing her. He was sick of her. He viewed her as like a gnat or a fly, like, go away, leave me alone. But he knew that she would not go away until he handled the situation. But here's the thing. He didn't, honor, he didn't honor that widow. And give her justice. Because he wanted to. Or because he feared God. Or because he feared the law of the land. He just did it because he was sick of her. It's kind of like that here in Oklahoma. In at will states. That's how employers act. They, they claim to be religious. They are not. They claim to follow the law. They do not. They steal and get away with it all the time. That really bugged me because I'm a very, how do I describe this? I'm very black and white, yes and no kind of person. I'm very, you know, I know right, I know wrong. I choose to do what's right. And it really irritates me and angers me when people don't do what's right, especially when someone messes with my pay because that's thievery. Well, the Lord saw all that and he calmed my heart and he said, Look, you are being rewarded for your labor, but here's the thing. The more your employer steals from you, the more I will reward you for what they did. Because they wronged you. So basically, whatever this employer does, whatever monies they took, God will take from them and give to me, but multiply it like a hundredfold. That's what this is talking about when it says, And this was the reward for all my labor, because I felt like my labor was not respected. Because I wasn't paid for all of my labor. Time and time again, I totally got gypped. You'd be surprised how many men cheat women out of their pay. Especially in Bible Belt states. It's ridiculous. It's it's so ridiculous. You know, what's interesting is I find that secular countries pay women better than in Christian countries. And that's really sad. Because you'd be surprised how many Christians don't pay people what they're worth or what they're owed. They get cheap. They get frugal. And um, that's stealing. You should pay someone what they deserve and, and what you owe them. That, that's just normal. You know, what's interesting is that these Christians that steal, what they don't realize is that when they steal, they're not just stealing from the person, they're stealing from Jesus Christ. They're stealing from God. Because God is trying to bless their employee, but not only are they stealing from the employee, they're stealing from God and claiming it's their money. How is that any different than the the tax collectors during the Roman times? It's not any different. It is not any different. It's still just as shameful. It's just as evil. So this is one of the reasons why I love this verse, because it speaks to the heart and the soul of the matter that your work matters. God loves you and he wants you to have delight in all that you do. In all that you do. And you know what's interesting is the more people stole from me, the more volunteer work I did. Because I was like, well, I'm not earning a living like I should. I guess I'll just do volunteer work. Because guess what? I got more respect from doing volunteer work than working for crooks that would make promises of paying me when they did not. So I was like, well, they don't value my time. Fine. I'm going to give it to somebody that can't afford to pay me. And you know what? That really... Helped heal my broken heart of someone stealing from my paycheck. Because to give of your time, not just of your treasure, but to give of your time, it really says something about your character. And it also builds your character. Because I guarantee you, there were some people I volunteered with, I have no doubt they knew I was a broken person. And I don't mean financially, per se. I did suffer financially at the hands of other people, but... I think what was worse, I think what's worse than suffering financially is suffering from a broken heart. Like you can have a, a broke bank account, but you know, if you're happy in your heart, you're not worried about your finances because you have hope and faith in Christ. But when your heart is broken, it's a whole different ball game. And I know that some of the people I have volunteered with over the years, I know that they have seen that my heart was broken. And I'm so thankful for the people that I have volunteered with over the years because they gave me a chance when hardly anybody else would. And they knew that my heart was in the right place and that I wanted to, to give up my time because I was miserable in other areas of my life. But I still chose to do good. And I wanted to be a part of the community and I wanted to help others. And I wanted to help people not suffer the way I suffered, which is one reason why I do these podcasts is to help lift others up out of the pit. And also to address the lies within the Christian church, within within the body of Christ. Because as Christian believers, we are supposed to speak up about this. And you'd be surprised, well you may not be surprised, but um, you'd be surprised how many people I have met over the years that claim to be Christians, they're holier than thou, but yet they give themselves permission to steal from their employees. Or they don't value other people's labor. And they think that their labor is, is more important than other people's. And it's like, i got news for you. You know, God shows no partiality. So we're all equals in God's eyes. But let me say this. You steal from one of his kids. Whose side do you think he's going to take? The one that you're stealing from. And as someone that has been stolen, that has been stolen from multiple times, I greatly appreciate that. I greatly appreciate my Heavenly Father. Because he values my heart. He values my work. And he rewards me for all of my labor, even though I was not rewarded for all of my labor from my employers. God is rewarding me each and every single day. He is rewarding me, taking care of me, loving me. I mean, it it saddens me at times that someone would ever think that it's it's appropriate or it's okay to steal from someone else's paycheck It very much saddens me, and I just think, you know, all they had to do was pay me my wages, and I would have been happy. You know, I I don't care whether or not I like somebody. You know, I'm not paid to like people. I'm paid to do the job and do it well, and camaraderie is very important to me. And what's interesting is that, you know, these employers that stole from me, they were quick to remind me about being a team player. I was like, oh, so... Being on the team means you steal from people that are below you? I don't think so. And I was actually fired um, for standing up to a boss saying, Hey, you can't be stealing from my check like this. This is wrong. I mean, it was really sad. And I just think, you you know, at the time I was so angry. And I was so sad about the different situations I've gone through. And when I look back... I I'm more sad that that person lacked the character to do what's right. Because you know, what people don't realize when they thieve like that, when they become thieves, they're putting their soul in jeopardy of going to hell. I mean, they already know they're committing fraud. Like like they they don't even care to obey the laws of the land. Like they're not moral, they're not legal. They they're not behaving in a moral and legal manner, is what I meant to say. They're defrauding their employees. They're stealing from their employees. Like they don't honor the law at a state level. They don't honor the law at a federal level. So it's, it's just like that judge from the Bible that Jesus was using as an example. Like this judge did not fear God and did not fear the law whatsoever. It's very similar. Like these people think they're above the law and they're not. But you know who who is above every name? Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And when I realize that, because it's one thing to read those words, it's one thing to summarize it, it's another thing to know it, but when you really read it and you really see it, you realize, wow, nothing is, is gonna get by God. Nothing's gonna get by Jesus. The Holy Spirit isn't fooled by what they're doing. And guess whose side they're on? They're on my side. Because I'm the one that, that got used and abused. I'm the one that got defrauded. And you know, it's interesting. The more I stood up, the worse my life got. Because the enemy did not want me to succeed. But you know what's interesting? The tide turned. Because I stood the test of time. I stood on my faith and I was like, well, it's already hell anyway, so I might as well stand for something good. Because I know that storms pass. And what I learned in those circumstances is that, you know, pain is temporary, but God's love is forever. And he is forever taking care of me. And his word promises that. It says it right here. My heart took delight in all my work. And this was the reward for all my labor. So if ever you have been defrauded or fired or stolen from, let me tell you something. God's got your back. He is guarding you and protecting you. And he will make sure you get every penny back anywhere from seven to a hundredfold. You will be rewarded for your pain and suffering. Because you never should have been stolen from. God does not tolerate sin. God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin because sin cannot exist in the presence of God. It cannot exist in heaven because it cannot exist in his sanctuary. I mean, if God threw the devil out of heaven, why would he allow some bad person to heaven that's unrepentant and doesn't think they did anything wrong, but yet they did everything wrong? I mean, it's, it's just sad how some people behave and, and they justify their behavior. Well, I'm the employer. I'm the boss. Oh, they don't need that money. They're single. They don't have kids. They're not married. They don't have bills like everybody else. So we'll just take from their paycheck and give to people that actually are living a, a harder life. That's not right. That's fraud. That's technically embezzlement of wages. And it's also tax fraud because you're interfering with someone's taxes. So, I guess my point is this. God's holy word is just that. It's his word. And God's not passive about it. He's very active. Give God a chance to actively and proactively guard you, protect you, and defend you. And to correct what has been wronged against you. I am living proof of this. And I know that just because something hasn't come to pass just yet, it is on the way. Because I can feel it. I can feel the goodness of God. And that is such a wonderful thing to know and to feel it. I'm not always a feelings kind of gal. But I do know that when something is happening in the spiritual realm, I know it is only a matter of time before it manifests in the natural world. It manifests directly into my life. I can feel it. I can touch it. I love that about our Heavenly Father. See, here's the thing. Once you lift up a prayer, it's, it's answered. The moment you prayed it, it's answered. That's the power of our God. And that's part of His promises. Because you know what? He delights in all of our work. Even if someone else doesn't appreciate our work, God appreciates it. That's why I learned to think of my labor as, well, You know, yes, I have a boss, but ultimately I report to God. He's my boss. He's my employer. That doesn't mean I don't listen to my boss. That doesn't mean I don't acknowledge them. I I love them and I respect my boss. I respect all my managers that I have. But I know not to put my faith in them. I put my faith in God because that's where it's supposed to be. Because wherever you put your faith is where you put your heart. And the Bible is very clear that we are supposed to guard our heart. We're supposed to guide, you know, guard excuse me, guard our hearts. Otherwise, it's up for the taking for whoever wants to ruin it and hurt it and harm it. And I've been there. I have been there. You think people won't hurt you? Oh, man, they will. They will disappoint you at times. But just know that God will never disappoint you. He will never fail you. He will never fail you. He will never forsake you. He loves you. He adores you. He guards you. He protects you all the days of your life. So regardless of what circumstance you're going through or or what hardship you're going through, just know God has a plan for you. and He's going to greatly reward you for all of your pain. And I'll give you an example and I'll close with this. One of the things I did, I was feeling very heartbroken. And I was feeling really sad because of the heartache in my life. And I was like, Lord, what can I do? And, you know, he spoke to me and said, make a list of everything that you hate, everything you can't stand, everything that's ever been done against you. Things that have really brought you a lot of pain, things that have hurt you, harmed you. Write them all out. So I wrote everything out. Every offense, every horrible, awful thing in my life. And God went with me over that entire list and said, I will reward you for all these things. And I was like, what? He said, I am going to make your path straight because of this. I love you. I am guarding you. I am protecting you. Whatever happens to you, you will come out bigger and better and more prosperous than before. Almost like Job. And he said, don't worry about these things. He goes, I know these are from the enemy. And he's going to pay for it. So now, every so often when I think about that list, I'm like, oh, that's come to pass. You know, that's been corrected. That's been corrected. You know, God, God always honors his children. Always. You know, just because you don't see something come to fruition immediately, like within seconds, that doesn't mean that God is not honoring you And that he's forgotten you. Not by any means. God has not forgotten you. See the enemy wants you to think that your prayers are not heard. He wants you to think your prayers are not getting answered. And he wants you to think that God has turned his back on you. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Believe the truth of God. I mean, if you're going to stand for something and be standing around somewhere for a long period of time or be waiting for something to come to pass, you might as well wait for something good, not for something bad. I love what Oral Roberts used to say. He, he would say, oh, something good is going to happen to me today. Every day he would say that. Something good is going to happen to me today. You have to assume and believe The goodness of God is going to happen to you every day. Because if you don't believe that and say it every day, you're not guarding your heart. You're not guarding your mind. You're not focusing on the goodness of God. You're focusing on the lies of the enemy, even though you may not realize it. You know, you might think, well, Leslie, I'm not being demonic. I mean, I wouldn't believe what the devil says. Do you have joy in your life? Do you have peace? Is your heart protected? Is it guarded? Does your heart delight in all of your work? If not, you have believed some lie. It may not be obvious. It may be subtle. It may be subtle. See, sometimes... The enemy, or I shouldn't say sometimes, most of the time, he does things at a very subtle level. It's so, I don't want to say small or minuscule, but it's so convincing that it doesn't seem like it's a lie or that it's wrong. You need to throw out anything and everything that is not part of God's holy plan for you. If it's not from God, I don't want it. And believe me, I've thrown away some stuff in my life. I'm like, well, in the natural, I would have kept all that. But in the supernatural... God's holy way. I'm not keeping any of that. I'll donate. I'll trash it. You know, I'll, you know, make new friends. You know, I'll do whatever I need to do. Get a better job. I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do. But it's got to be God's way, not my way. It's got to be God's way. Because here's the thing: when we do it God's way, we cannot fail. Even if something doesn't work out immediately, that doesn't mean it's a failure. It means that God has something even better in store for you, so you might as well just go for it. Go for the goodness of God. Don't go for the lies of the enemy. Don't go for mediocre. Go for amazing. You know, I love what, you know, uh, what is it, Nike, it says just do it. You know, believe in God, just do it. Just believe in God. Stop doubting, stop complaining, stop whining. And that's not to downplay what's going on in your life, not by any means. See, because here's the thing. A complaint to God is not a complaint. It's a request when you take it up in prayer. God loves to hear from us, so don't ever underestimate your prayers. Ever, ever, ever. Your prayers are powerful. Your words are powerful. And you are worthy to be loved. And you are loved. Very much so. I will go ahead and end this podcast. But until next time, I pray that you are happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.